And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Presented by BetMGM. Welcome into another edition of Back to the Futures. Find us here on Odyssey and the BetQL Network every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern and throughout the week. Wherever you get your podcasts, I'm Lucy Burge. Brandon Sprague is off tonight. It is his birthday, so happy birthday to Sprague. And in his place tonight, we are thrilled to have our good friend Gabe Ramirez with us. You can find him on Twitter at Gabe underscore Chicago. Gabe, how are you? How was your weekend? And how did your bets do this weekend? Feeling good. Probably lost the most I've lost all year long. So oh this has been a bad weekend for me. If you put college and NFL together, it hasn't been too well. But you know what? It was cookie day in my house yesterday. So at least that was good. Got to got some snickerdoodles and some Italian wedding cake cookies over here. So I got to be honest, Lucy, it's like, you know, not too bad. Lose a bunch of money, get a bunch of cookies out, out, around your house. It's, it's a win. It's a win-lose for me right now. <laughs> I love it. And I love that you have your tree already because the Christmas spirit is very much needed right now. I do believe December 1st or I, I, when you got your tree is a perfect time to get the tree. Not too early right yeah. now. No, no, no. I, uh, I'm usually a day after Thanksgiving kind of a guy. You I like know, it. Like Black Friday, you kind of live in that space, kind of do your thing. But then this year, my wife just got a hold of everything. You know, I have two kids. So my wife got after her early. She didn't want to deal with this. She didn't want to wait for me to put up all the ornaments and stuff. So she did it all herself. So shout out my wife. But yeah, I gotta be honest, man. It does make me feel kind of good, Lucy. Nothing like right. some uh, Ariana Grande Santa tell me playing in the background. That's the only thing we're missing right now. Yeah, exactly. Mariah Carey. Uh, but I think though, Britney Spears' Christmas song, um, uh, my wish this year, uh, my only wish this year is better than Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. That you is my, my hot Christmas. I yeah I know she's the queen of Christmas, but she did not she get that trademark. So lambs, they have all the lambs out there coming to get you, Lucy. Don't do yeah. That. Well, she and Eminem have beef, so I do like Mariah Carey, but it's a tough one. So Britney Spears over Mariah Carey when it comes to this Christmas song is my hottest take of the evening. No, we had a, a Christmas spirit is very much needed because my bets I went four and three tonight, which or today, which could be better, could be worse, wasn't the greatest, but we saw a lot of things happen in the NFL today. The Packers become the winningest team in NFL history with their win over the Bears. The Aaron Rodgers saluted Bears fans, as we saw. Deshaun Watson returned to the field for the Browns against his former Texans. Jimmy G goes down with a broken foot. Broken foot, Gabe. Are the 49ers done this season after this major injury, out for the year, free agent at the end of the year, another thing, but are they done, do you think? I don't necessarily think they're done. I think the NFC is void of talent in a way that it hasn't been in probably a decade. And I think it's very wide open. And when you're looking at the 49ers, you know, the Bears beat them. I just want to put that out there early in the season, sliding into the end zone. But, I mean, they, they do have a really well-rounded team, right? They have some some high-level, high-talent guys in skill positions like Debo Samuel, of course, Christian McCaffrey, Kittle. And so, I mean, you have the skill position players there. All you need really now is someone who can operate the offense, hand the ball off, and get you out of some third and short situations. We've seen guys win Super Bowls um, with game managers, so to speak. We'll try to be kind there. 
Um, do I think they're the front runner? Of course not. You lose Jimmy G, and that's a big hit on your team. I mean, how bad do they feel in San Francisco? If you're a fan of the 49ers, you got no Jimmy G. You got no Trey Lance, and now you're down to Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, it doesn't get much more of a roller coaster ride than this one, Lucy. Exactly. Now they've got Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. It is Brock Purdy season. As soon as Schefter tweeted that out, that Brock Purdy is in, everyone was like, who? What is going on here? The 49ers go from the esteemed team, Christian McCaffrey, Jimmy Garoppolo, and now they got Brock Purdy in there. Brock Purdy, who threw for 210 yards and two touchdowns today, but this is tough. The odds for the 49ers moved right after that to win the Super Bowl from plus 600 to plus 1100. So if you have a 49ers future, it's a rough scene. That's a Double real down, rough baby. scene. Double yes, down. there you go. Stick to your guns, man. That's your team. But yeah. you think Shanahan can right the ship, so to speak, with Purdy at under center? Do you feel like he's the kind of coach that can at least get the best out of him? And how far do you think he can take him? I think he can. And I only, I think this because there's something in the air this season where it comes to it's the season of backup quarterback. We see Mike White. We see a, a little bit with the Patriots, but that's not, not so much with the Patriots. But there are little inklings of Billy Zappi, a little bit of backup quarterback energy in this season. So, I mean, Brock Purdy, I don't think he can take them to the Super Bowl and Shanahan can lead them to the Super Bowl with with this huge blow to the team. But, I mean, maybe the playoffs, maybe not all is lost. Maybe not all is lost for the 49ers. But this is a huge blow, and I think this is just a heel turn for this season. I don't know if they're done completely, but this is – I don't know if they're, the hopes are going to be as high as they were before today because this is a major blow. Yeah, I mean, obviously losing your starting quarterback is tough, but it does add to the parody of the NFL right now, Lucy, which just makes it even more interesting than it already was. Exactly. So my other question with this is my first thought, of course, was Tom Brady when I saw this, because there are now rumors about where he's going to go next season. Could it be the Patriots? I see this and I think, well, does this open the door potentially more so than before to Brady going to the 49ers if they move on from Garoppolo, even though recent reports are saying that they're going to stick with Garoppolo, but then this happens. Who knows? It's a free agent at the end of the year. They also did not want Brady before. So I don't know. That's always my first thought, but could this open the door potentially a little bit more for Brady to explore San Francisco? Listen, the only place Tom Brady should be going after the season is to Giselle's house to apologize, (laughs) try to reconcile, spend some time with your family, like hang it up, bro. Like, Nobody wants to see your old ass out here trying to win Super Bowls. <laughs> it hurts us, right? Because I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. I love greatness. I love guys that talk trash and back it up. That's why, despite being a Bears fan, I still have a certain level of respect for guys like Aaron Rodgers because that's what they do year in and year out. But when they're depleted of talent at the, in, in, in the wide receiver room, when the arm strength isn't there, as we've seen with Aaron Rodgers in today's game, um, it just it, it kind of hurts to watch some of your favorites go down like that, and I would hate to see Tom Brady miss the playoffs this year, or or go to a, you know go to another team and it just him him not be the same. You know, it just wouldn't look right to me. I mean, do you want to see right. Tom Brady playing for the 49ers next year? 
Well, my first choice would be for him to come back to the Patriots. So no, but I I would like to see him end his career where he wants to, but not end his career falling apart because as you said, it's very sad to see players of his stature be mediocre at the end of the, his career. I would rather have him have retired at the end of after he won the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, quite honestly, because we wouldn't see this. Like he's frustrated every play. He's frustrated when the rest of the team, it's not him completely, but the rest of the team is not doing yeah. as well as up to his standards. So if he can go somewhere and win, then absolutely. I would love that. But if it's, if it's with the Patriots, that would be even better. Interesting oh note God. too. The 49ers are still minus three and a half favorites next week over the Buccaneers. The game is in San Francisco. I wonder if we're going to see any movement in this line. It's minus three and a half. still. you'd have to, I mean, three and a half. I mean, I can see it being a close game just because the defense and Tom Brady's inability to put up a ton of points this year. So I understand it from from that standpoint, but you're just not necessarily sure what you're going to get from the offense. How many points are they going to be able to generate? Obviously you come in today, you're feeling yourself. You're, you know, you're rolling on the high because you think you can do it. But next week when you actually have to prepare, when they're preparing for you, and what is that going to look like? So, I don't know. I can see some line movement from there for sure. Exactly. And the Buccaneers, lest we forget, still have a game to play this week, tomorrow night. So we'll see how they do tomorrow night. Could they be at 500 or even more below? Because pretty right now, below 500, which we are not Crazy. used to. Bizarre. This is so bizarre. So that is With something to watch, I think. Yeah, that line absolutely something to watch the 49ers remaining schedule to the bucks at the seahawks against the commanders and at the raiders the raiders who a little bit surprising commanders also a little bit surprising can brock Purdy yeah. put up numbers against these teams i mean this is going to be interesting I mean, they're in a a terrible nfc south um with some teams that just I mean, are just horrible. Like, you think about today, Atlanta Falcons with a perfect opportunity to win a game, feel good about your team. I mean, it's how they felt going into the game against the Chicago Bears a few weeks ago. And they just couldn't, I mean, to not be able to do anything in that space, I mean, that really sucks. Because the other thing is this, right, Lucy? It's like, okay, if you're getting a mediocre Tom Brady, you don't, wanna, you don't want anyone to give him a free pass into the playoffs. Like, right. that's not what you want to do if you're somebody else. So it's like, if he's going to be below 500, like somebody run him out of town. Like, don't allow him to, even though I wouldn't hate him winning another Super Bowl. Again, I'm a Tom Brady fan, but I don't like freebies. And if you yeah. can't play 500 football, I don't think you should be in the playoffs. This is a very good point because the rest of the NFC South is absolute garbage. And that's the only reason the Buccaneers are in first place. I cannot believe they're in first place right now because they're not playing well. They're not really a, a fun team to watch. I would not say this is an enjoyable watch to watch Tom Brady play with the Buccaneers right now. But even he said, you know, somehow we're in first place. Somehow is because the rest of the, the division <laughs> is absolute sucks. trash. Yes, yeah. everything yeah. else is absolute trash. And the rest of the NFC, really, I mean, it, it, the Packers were supposed to be good. Like, the rest of the NFC is not great right now, but the NFC South especially. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at, I mean, this looks like somebody's fantasy football league right now, where, <laughs> you know, like, there's like a top heavy, you know, it's, it's top heavy, it's bottom heavy, and then everybody else is just like muddled in between. And, you know, you're looking at teams like the Giants and the Seahawks that are atop of the division, but they're sitting at seven and four and seven and five, respectively. It's not like they're running away with their division. And even in the even in the in the NFC North, I mean, when you're looking at the Vikings, they're a good team, but they 
don't strike you as a team that is just dominant and, and, and you know, exactly. just far and above better than anyone else. And then obviously, you know, you look at the, the drop-offs of some of the elites, right? Looking at the, the Rams, the Arizona Cardinals, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, these are teams that you've seen in the playoffs consistently. So to see them on the outskirts, I got to be honest, it really hurts. I'm sure some teams like the Falcons that haven't been in, you know, in a ton, the Bears, you know, the Lions, teams that they feel like should be capitalizing in this space during a down year. And it's just unfortunate that they can't. Yeah, the sneaky good Lions right now. So, Gabe, I did take the Lions very big, maybe even right before the season began to win the Super Bowl because of Hard Knocks, because I love Dan Campbell, but even more so, Eminem was on Hard Knocks and said, you are, you guys have a really good team this year. And look at them now. They're not a complete disaster. They are not the Texans. So I still, I still gave it, Zach in our yeah. chat, even mentioned your face right now. Disgusted, sure I know, at the Lions to win the Super disgusted. Bowl. I'm not, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm seeing how confused. easily influenced you are, Lucy. I'm seeing how easily influenced you are. And Eminem, I know you're a big Eminem fan, but to, to, ha to have him back the Lions and you all of a sudden just be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm putting some Super Bowl yeah. money on this team. Thousand percent. You got one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow it. So I think, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but to, to have the Roar Boys win one and, and or a couple in a row and that they're covering yeah. machines, covering those spreads yeah. like nobody's business. So it's nice to see them win one and win a couple. And, and you know, today was a, was a good one. They were favored by a little bit. So it was a nice little, yeah, little actually, win for them. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the Lions um, just in terms of, their skill position players, you know, Swift Williams in the backfield. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. He's just a beast. I think he's underrated. Nobody talks about him too often. Jared Goff, I mean, obviously, people have already made their opinions on him, but he can still move the ball, right? And then when it comes to their defense, they have some really good interior defensive linemen. They stop the run well, and they've been in a lot of these games. I mean, even if you look at, like, the Dallas Cowboys game, they were in that game until the last couple of minutes. It just looked like a blowout. So, I mean, yeah, being a cover machine is cool. I'm really, I'm, I could, they could be a scary team next year and really flip that organization around for sure. Seriously, we have so much to get to tonight in a couple of minutes till the break. There was another big game today. Bengals Chiefs 27-24, which is the rematch, was the same score last season. Same score, 27-24. Yeah. And now Joe Burrow is 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. He is Patrick Mahomes' daddy now. So this, this was another very exciting one because I did have the Bengals in this one too to cover the spread. And so they did, of course, because they won. But uh, but this, did you have anything on this game? What did you think about this game? You know what, Patrick, Patrick Holmes is my, uh, he's my fantasy football quarterback. So, you know, I just, I was watching the game. I was like, why didn't you, why didn't you give me a 50, dude? Like you've been doing every week. Like what's going uh -huh. on? And then you realize, oh, you're going up against Joe Burrow, swaggy, swaggy B, you know? So, so cool. I think it's tough. But, you know, not in the playoffs, Lucy. If it's not in the playoffs, then it doesn't matter. Do it in the playoffs. Stop a guy like Patrick Mahomes, and then you'll be able to really be able to have some bragging points. Yeah, well, the Chiefs have lost five games this calendar year of 2022. Three of those losses have been to the Bengals. So I love this today. We have so much more to get to tonight. College football, a lot going on there. Super Bowl odds, which everything is shifting around and around and around with injuries and things like that. So we have so much, of course, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's injuries. So we have updated odds for you. We have college football. We have so much more to get to. Standings, everything else right here on Back to the Futures, do not go anywhere. We will be right back.
Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I think it's, this is the 10th World Cup of something like the current format. You can make the short list of teams that was the most likely to win by far, uh, and, and you can immediately think of the teams this year that fit that description, right? Brazil scored, scored multiple times in their opener. Spain is probably still scoring from their opener, even, you know, even though obviously another match. Uh, England scored a ton of times in their opener, won. You go through kind of the list of teams, and you're just like, oh, okay, I, I guess France scored multiple times and won their opening match, obviously, as well. You, you can make the list immediately. And it's not that that's like some way to beat the, the, the futures market or whatever. I was just really stunned. You would think it would be so much more random than that and so much more unpredictable. And yet the you just know right away. Here's another one for you in the current form of what's called the last 10 World Cups. You know, the winner of the World Cup won their group all 10 times every single time. You better you bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. This has to stop. There was a lot of misinformation sent out by the Chicago Bears in the hour leading up until kickoff. Okay, Peterman's starting. No, it's Simeon. And the game starts, and I have no idea who the starting quarterback is. They have a sports betting partnership with three different sports books. They have four approved sports betting operators. So they're taking money from everybody. Everybody. Billions. And you're not giving your customers, your viewers, your fans information. You're letting the head coaches and the teams lie to them and the point spreads are flying all over the place. We have no idea who the quarterback is. If you're going to take billions and billions of dollars, you've got to fix this. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sports bettors wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath and Trista Crick on the BetQL Network. 2.15 a.m. is when I bet this, guys. Someone really has a problem. 59 and a half, I went over. I also last night, 3.15 a.m., played. We're hopefully asleep. Mississippi State, what? plus 17 against What's Georgia. That's down to 16. What's wrong with you? BetMGM Tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Fantasy football leagues are won on the waiver wire and with trades and with savvy starter sit decisions. The Fantasy Football Today podcast will help you along the way with the best advice on how to manage your team and dominate your league. With eight episodes per week, Fantasy Football Today is the only resource you'll need. Start sit, grade the trade, fantasy cops to settle your league disputes, and so much more. Check out Fantasy Football Today, anywhere podcasts are found. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. We 
are back here on Back to the Futures right here on Odyssey and the BetQL Network. Lucy Burge here alongside Gabe Ramirez filling in for Brandon Sprague, the birthday boy. Tonight, a lot to get to still here this evening. Gabe, we have a lot more football to get to and a look at the updated Super Bowl odds, conference division odds, standings. So let's bring on our super producer, Zach Kroll, here to look at some of these standings and odds. Zach, how are we doing? Lucy, Gabe, what's going on, guys? Happy to be here with you guys, as always. And even though Brandon's not here, we'll take a week off uh, from Guess the Line. But we have some future odds we wanted to look at. And right now, I'm looking at the playoff picture. It's December. It's really the time of year where champions are made, the time where the playoff races, they're going back and forth. Teams are going in all different directions. And I have some questions from a betting perspective about the playoff picture in both conferences that I wanted to run by you guys. And we will start off with the AFC and the AFC North. Spoke a little bit about the Cincinnati Bengals. They have a huge win today over the Kansas City Chiefs. They are now sitting tied with the Ravens in first place at 8-4. and four. But the Ravens, they have the advantage right now because they beat them in their one head-to-head matchup in Baltimore. Keep in mind, they still have to play again uh, in Cincinnati to close out the season. So go, at last check, Baltimore was about minus 160 to win this division, probably because their schedule is just really favorable, especially compared to Cincinnati. But after the Bengals win over the Chiefs, considering what the Bengals did to get to the Super Bowl last year, which team should we be investing in right now to win the AFC North? Uh, Lucy, I'll start with you. I think the Bengals are a pretty good bet right now. After what we saw from them today, Beating the Chiefs as they are want to do, as they have done, as Joe Burrow has done many times before. We saw what the Bengals could do last season, getting to the Super Bowl. The power of Joe Cool is unstoppable right now and last season. And they started off the season a little bit, I think, underappreciated. I myself was like, yeah, the Bengals, are they going to do it again? Probably not. I don't know anymore. They could, pro- I mean, there's a, I think there's a good chance they, especially Lamar Jackson now, with his knee injury, it's not a Jimmy Garoppolo level injury, but you know, it's still not great. There's no telling how long he'll be out, how bad it really is quite yet. So I would take a very serious look at the Bengals here in this division. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to go and stick with the Ravens uh, that are on top right now. I think Tyler Huntley, you know, last year when he went up against the Bears, he was it. what seemed in the loss for the Bears was like a mirror image of Lamar Jackson, the ability to get out, use his legs, you know, obviously, you know, make some really good plays when need be. I mean, when you're looking at the Ravens uh, offense, they're second in the lead in rushing yards per game, so they can lean on that even without Lamar Jackson. Their defense equally as good, fourth in the in the league in, in sacks, uh, sixth in the league in interceptions. So it's going to be a tough test to go up against Baltimore. And it just, Lucy, doesn't it, and, 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 uh, and Zach, doesn't it just feel – like Cincinnati just doesn't seem to have the same magic that they had last year, right? Whether it's Joe Mixon, whether it's the inability to get Jamar Chase the ball or their offensive line that continues to struggle. I mean, you're really looking at a squad that needs the magic where I feel like Baltimore has the pieces in place along with the coach um, to really continue to, to, to have them playing well and at least sneak out of the AFC North with, with, a, with, with the title. So I, I would go with them. I do see what you're saying about the magic because what we saw last season from the Bengals was something we did not expect at all. We had not seen these Bengals before. We had not seen 
the the power of Joe Cool really in action as much as it was last season. So it was new and it was exciting and it was successful. But this season, we we know what they can do, but they're they're not on that level. Their the magic is, as you said, not there. They're not the most undervalued team. They last season had the longest odds of of any team, and then they made it to the Super Bowl. So this season, they are not as undervalued. So the expectations are a little bit higher. So the magic as you said, is not exactly going to be there. However, I think maybe on the, maybe on the field, they, the vibes could still be high potentially yeah. in this division. Yeah. Gabe, it's funny you said that because I really had that opinion going into the season and really in the, for the entirety of the beginning of the season. But in the last two weeks, the Bengals have gone into Tennessee and won. they beat the chiefs. And I'm just at a point where I know their coach isn't very good. I, I don't trust them at all. Their offensive line, yeah, it's not a strength. It's not great. Their defense is, I would say, a little bit above average. It's good, nothing special. But I've just gotten to a point where if you have Joe Burrow on your team, he's not afraid of anyone or anything, and you're always going to have a chance to win the game with him. I think he's that good, and he is just a, a heck of a player for the Cincinnati Bengals, and I do view them right now as Kansas City's biggest threat in the AFC, and they have played really well against Kansas City. So I think Burrow is that good. I think he's one of those guys, if you have him on your team, you're always going to have a shot. And hopefully Lamar Jackson's healthy uh, for the race. Yeah. I mean, they got a good team. They should be winning, right? They won six out of their last seven. I mean, we, we know what they can do, right? I think the biggest test for them is going to come at the end of the season. They have two huge games against the Bills and then the Ravens to end the season. So we might be watching one of the best games go down uh, in week 18 when it's Bengals. Ravens, that's going to be one we're all going to be watching for sure. Yeah, because the yeah. Joe Burrow confidence we saw today, he knew he was going to win that game because he's done it before, and he's done it multiple times before. So he knows how to do it. But against the Bills, it's probably a little bit more difficult. Josh Allen on his game, it might be a little bit more difficult for them. But Joe Burrow's confidence is so impressive that he's. it's kind of right now like, okay, is, Joe Burrow knows he's going to win this game. You have to also defeat Joe Burrow's confidence in a way. Okay. Another team I wanted to run by you guys in the AFC. They had a big game today. They lost. It's the Miami Dolphins. And right now they are sitting with a record of eight and four. And they played a big game today because entering this game against the 49ers, they were on a five-game winning streak. But the thing is, those wins have come against the following teams. The Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, and the Texans. So this was really the first game in a while that the 49ers have played a big boy team, a big boy opponent, and Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. They're still not able to win. They lose. They're sitting at eight and four. And I'll give you guys the remaining schedule for the Dolphins. At the Chargers, at the Bills, hosting the Packers, at the Patriots, hosting the Jets. Are the Dolphins a lock to make the playoffs? And if so, how far can they go? Gabe, I'll start with you. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say out of every team, out of every team you just mentioned right there, Zach, they're winning every single one of them except for one, and that would be at the end of the season, uh, or excuse me, against uh, Buffalo in a couple of weeks. But outside of that, you're talking Chargers, you're talking Green Bay. Sorry, Lucy, you're talking New England, Patriots. you're talking Jets. Yeah. And, and, and they're 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 beating all of those teams. And listen, I think the one thing that's really affecting the Dolphins right now is is their defense, right? If you're looking at all the teams that are making the playoffs right now in the AFC they've given up the most points and when obviously you saw what happened today 33 put on the board uh with San Francisco and if you're going up against you know Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs if you're going against Allen and the, and the, and the Bills 
and you can't stop them, that's where you're really going to end up struggling. You love the team, though, right? You love Tua. You love Jalen Waddle, Tariq, uh, Tariq Hill. You love it. You loving those guys, and you love the additions to the backfield. But if your defense can't stop anybody, and, you know, I hate to keep bringing up the Bears, but you look at a team like the Bears, even it doesn't matter how many points, you know, your offense can score. If you can't stop anyone, it's not going to do you any favors. So I, I, I continue to see them. I see them making the playoffs, but it's going to be an early exit for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, so, Zach, when you were reading those teams, I got a pang of sadness when you said Patriots because <laughs> I usually it's, oh, of course, the Patriots are going to win. Not anymore. That is, a, that is a matchup where I would be betting on the Dolphins because the Patriots right now look terrible. That's a win for the Dolphins right there, and I agree 1,000% with you, Gabe. The Bills are the team there that stood out to me as – that will be the challenge for the Dolphins. And looking forward to that game because that matchup is going to be fierce with the Dolphins being who they are, the Bills, of course, being who they are. That's going to be an interesting matchup. Probably the toughest, probably it will be, I think, the toughest one for the Dolphins for the rest of the season. The other ones, easy wins. They get the, they could roll right over the Patriots, Chargers. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely, I think that I, I would say the Dolphins are a lock to make the playoffs for sure. Yeah, Tua has never lost to Bill Belichick in his career, by the way. So maybe. Yeah, there you that. go. That too. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad to see. What it's <laughs> oh, Lucy, yeah. You, do you commiserate Tua with your? You mentioned your Bears as much as you want, Gabe, because I will mention the Patriots still. Uh, kingdom come here. <laughs> okay, jumping over to the NFC. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was really impressed with the Philadelphia Eagles today. They hosted the Tennessee Titans. They beat them up, and they moved to 11 and one on the season the Cowboys they're in action right now but with this Jimmy Garoppolo injury who is the biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC and are you confident in Philadelphia right now do you think they're they have what it takes to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl I'm confident I think they I like the the Eagles I have for the whole season like them well, how many touchdowns did Jalen Hurts have in the first half of this game? If the two or three. So his numbers yeah. were insane, insane. So I have a lot of confidence in the Eagles. They have dominated throughout the season. One thing I was talking about last week was the vibe of the team or vibes of teams versus where they are in the standings. Sometimes they do not match. Like the Vikings. Like you look at the Vikings and you look at their record. And you, when you think of the Vikings, it doesn't exactly match how good they are, their record of their standings. You're like, wow, the, the Vikings are the team here. They're like shiny, fresh team here. But the Eagles are, are kind of, uh, I would say, dominant and very like unstoppable in a way. I have a lot of confidence in the Eagles to, to represent them in this in the Super Bowl. Perhaps. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at the NFC and you're looking at what Philadelphia has accomplished so far, I mean, Jalen Hurts having an MVP-like season, getting everyone involved. And, I mean, you can't mention everyone without saying A.J. Brown's name. When you're talking about one of the best additions to any team in the NFL, you got to point out A.J. Brown. You saw him uh, hauling a couple scores today, and it's, he's just a difference maker, right? I mean, you, you already have Devonta Smith. Jeez, right? And you got Jalen Hurts with the ability to run the ball. You throw A.J. Brown in there. Dallas, I mean, they, they really have some really good weapons. They've done a phenomenal job of building that team around them. Defense is playing well. So, I mean, they're, they're a tough out. But for me, the team that threatens them the most isn't the Dallas Cowboys. It is the team you just mentioned, Lucy. It is the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you have a team that can control the clock, 
with their run game. They have some really talented skill players at the wide receiver position in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And then you got some young guys too, like Osborne. But I think a lot of people aren't giving enough credit to Kirk Cousins. I mean, when you look at that 10-2 and record, you're looking at his play. 2,700 yards already. I mean, not a great uh, touchdown to interception ratio. But again, it's about game management. When you have a running back like Dalvin Cook, when you have wide receivers like the Minnesota Vikings have, all you have to do is just not make a ton of mistakes. And you know what will happen if you don't make mistakes? You end up 10-2. and So, again, it's going to be interesting to see if the Eagles and the the Vikings match up in the playoffs. It'll be a game I'd I'd be willing to watch. But I got to be honest, I'd probably be leaning towards the Vikings in that one. Just because you know how it is, Lucy, when a team wins a ton and they're not tested throughout the year, once they're faced with a little bit of adversity, especially in the playoffs, we see teams crumble quickly. Exactly. And what you said about Kirk Cousins is absolutely true. And even people were saying primetime Kirk falls apart, terrible in primetime. Then against the Patriots on Thanksgiving Day, came through to the Vikings. So I, I think that narrative is over and he's past the prime time, a terrible and prime time narrative. So he's also could be unstoppable here. Cause you look at the, the Vikings have been impressive. So I, I might take the Vikings in that matchup too, honestly, cause they have surprised this season. And we can't, and Zach, we can't uh, just have this conversation and not mention Tom Brady. I think it oh, wouldn't be oh, fair, right? Imagine <laughs> if the Eagles have to face like a guy like Tom Brady in the, in the set in the first round after the bye. I mean, they don't want that. They don't want to see Tom Brady no. in that first week after earning yeah. a bye in the first round of the playoffs. Like no way. So again, it's going to be tough either way, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, maybe not Tom Brady, but the rest of the Buccaneers are are a little bit of trouble here because I they just need to get above 500, please. That would be fantastic. One more question I'll throw by you guys before we end the segment here on Back to the Future. It's a game we haven't mentioned yet that happened today, the tie between the Giants and the Commanders. The Giants right now, they're sitting at 7-4-1. and one. The Commanders, they're sitting at 7-5-1. and one. Uh, The question now is, so Washington, ha- they have a little bit of a quirk in their schedule. They have a bye next week, and then their next game will be hosting the Giants. And I thought, like, this game, the Giants had to win it, or I think they'd be done. Their season's over. But now they tie, and I don't know how to feel about either of these two teams. Who do we like better going forward? Oh, man. I'm a firm believer in the Washington Commanders. I love Ron Rivera. I think the way way their team's built, it's just like a a pesky team where I feel like the Giants, they need – everything working on all cylinders in order to be competitive. So I don't know. I, I would lean a little bit towards the, the, the commanders in this one. I'm surprised they didn't win, but Hey man, Saquon's been playing out of his mind. So who, who knows with this one? I love the commanders right now. I think they are getting hot at the right time. They're getting better and better. Brian Robinson's hat, the big hat has sold me on the commanders and has moved me a little more. I'm like, Oh, the commanders are something else. Let's pay attention to them right now. Cause the big hat is taking the world by storm. And maybe the commanders see how far they go. Maybe uh, play off big hats for the uh, super bowl, perhaps for the commanders. So I, how I far they go, a, we'll see. <laughs> I hope I get a hat under this Christmas tree. Uh, for no, seriously, Christmas. big hats for everyone under the Christmas tree. Zach, thank you so much. Excellent job by super producer Zach Kroll. We have so much more still to get to here on Back to the Futures. College football is just in, in full swing, as deep as you could go into college football right now. And we will get to all of that coming up right here on Back to the Futures. 
Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Joined here by Trista Crick live from National Harbor in Maryland just outside of D.C. Are you going to go gamble with uh, AI? Are you going to go back to the casino with AI? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go find him. Yeah. He had another pair of uh, like answers on his feet. I really just want to like interview him on the podcast, but I was, I'm was i kind of sort of starstruck. Like This is the one person, him and Clyde Drexler are the only people. I've interviewed people in different you know sports or whatever different echelons and AI is just like was my idol growing up he's under six feet yep. I was you know, obviously tiny as a guard I was like saw AI and I saw him walk by and I didn't even say anything what a chicken doesn't have the inviting look on his face no, right now no. he has like I'm locked in yeah. I'm I've been at the casino for 24 like, hours you don't, if he's a really bit. on a heater you don't want to be the one person to, to messing up the mojo exactly yeah. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth presented by BetMGM 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. This is Indiana University, Purdue University in Indianapolis. Is that correct? Who cares? I don't care what it stands for. I'm literally betting on their games, and usually I'm betting against them because, Jenks, they were the most fade-worthy team in all of college hoops last year. So I think people don't care that much if you find a winner and if you find an angle because that's the difference between our show and, like, a sports talk show. Like, we're not going to spend three hours talking about, is LeBron better than Michael Jordan? What are the Lakers going to do? Because, listen, the Lakers are terrible against the spread, too. That's the difference. If we find an angle, that's all that matters. Oh, man, I'm so excited that college basketball is back. You're going to get an absolute schooling when it comes to the directional schools of Indiana. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey, guys, Mike Valeni for Cash the Ticket Podcast. If you like sports betting or if you just like sports, it's the podcast for you. We try to cover all the big games and maybe some of the games you didn't even know were important. Give you some angles, pick some winners, have a good time, and hopefully help you uh, meander through college and pro football season. So join us a couple times a week to get all your information you need to bet the games that you watch. It's Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports bettors, wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew on the BetQL Network. I just have to have a bounce back NFL Sunday because one in six is very unacceptable and I haven't slept because of it. So I just wake up and I think about the stupid Colts and how awful they are. You're sick. And I think of the Jags. Like the Jags had no business losing that game. Are you, you hearing this, point BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Now, back to Inside the Betting Lines, presented by BetMGM.
All right, final segment here as we keep rolling along on this Sunday night on Back to the Futures here on Odyssey and the BetQL Network. Find us throughout the week wherever you get your podcasts. Gabe Ramirez and Lucy Burge here. Follow Gabe on Twitter at Gabe underscore Chicago. Find me at Lucille Burge. And we've done a lot of NFL tonight. Lucia, Lucia, put me on the screen. Put me on the screen right now. If I'm going to guest host this show, we have to get my Twitter handle right so people Did can, I get it you know, wrong? It's Chicago underscore Gabe. We got the Chicago I'm so before sorry, the Gabe. Gabe. This, is, okay. this is a faux pas. It's so uh, not you know right of me. Lucy, I want to steal every single follower that both you and Brandon have. So I just want to make sure that they can find me properly. You know, that's all that is. Chicago all. underscore Gabe. <laughs> yes go yes. right now follow him right now please i apologize Five Gabe. that is at least. my mistake <laughs> <laughs> i am so sorry we have done okay so chicago underscore gabe underscore gabe get on that right now we have done a lot of nfl tonight but we have to get into some college football because this was a big weekend in college football the college football playoff is officially set coming off of Michigan winning the Big Ten Championship on Saturday over Purdue to stay undefeated. And we have got the bowl games coming up here. Peach Bowl in Atlanta, number four, Ohio State, versus number one, Georgia, minus six and a half. Fiesta Bowl, which will be in Phoenix, number three, TCU, against number two, Michigan, at minus nine and a half. Over-under on that one, 58 and a half. Ohio State and Georgia, over-under 58 and a half. Gabe, do you think the committee got this right with these teams in the playoffs? I think I think they got the right teams in terms of the four that should be in based off of the rankings that have been over the last few weeks. Um, is it the four best teams in college football? I mean, that's something that you can argue. But my big issue um, in terms of the rankings was the TCU, TCU the non-movement with TCU at number three. Right. Because my thing is this, if Ohio State was Ohio State all year was either number two or number three in the rankings every single week. That's where Ohio State stood. They lose their one game. Right. One game to then ranked number three, Michigan. And they drop from number two all the way to number five, three places. Right. TCU loses their championship game to K-State, a team that was ranked 10th. And they move nowhere. They stay put at three and I understand it's a championship game. Other other teams don't have it, but there should be some repercussion there, some sort of repercussion. And that's why I thought Ohio state should have passed them and, and gotten to number three, but either way, you got the four teams there. If you want to win the championship, Lucy, you got to beat the best teams in the country. That's what this playoff is all about. So, I mean, do you have a favorite of the four that are in there? Oh, I sure do. So I've been on Ohio State this whole season. So I was, that's all I cared about when it comes to whether or not the committee got this right. As long as Ohio State is in there, I am good. I know I also had CJ Stroud to win the Heisman and that's probably not going to happen, but I I like Ohio State still to win it all here. And when it comes to Alabama, here not being in this Nick Saban tried to make the case for them yesterday to get in. He said, we lost two games on the road to one top five team, one top 10 team in the last play of the game. But now that Bryce Young is healthier, he's able to practice. I think we're a different team. I think you should look at the circumstances around a two loss team versus a one loss team. And how are they playing at the end of the season? How are they playing at the present? They still didn't make it in. 
Nick Saban could not get yeah. it done in terms of getting Alabama into this. I thought it was disgusting. <laughs> I think as did everybody else. If you saw Twitter, they were just going crazy, you know, oh, giving God. the guy an opportunity, you know, to, to politic for his team. I mean, it just seemed so bad. But I think actually it did more damage than it did good. Because, listen, Lucy, you saw yesterday with the Dr. Pepper challenge. When the public doesn't like something, they will let you know and you will hear about it. And Nick Saban being on TV, trying to politic for his team to get into the college football playoff, no one liked that. And that went into the ears of the committee. I mean, not that they were going to let him in anyway, but it just, they just didn't, it felt icky would be the word, Lucy. That's how it felt. Uh, but, But your Ohio State team, I mean, listen, I think the one thing, a lot of people are going to be down on them for however they played against Michigan and, you know, maybe their defense not being so great. But they're going to be playing in Phoenix. The weather's going to be amazing. It's not going to be, you know, middle of November in the Midwest where the wind's blowing or the snow might be coming down. It's going to be perfect weather. C.J. Stroud's going to be able to let the ball go. Jackson Smith and Jigba. You're looking at Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, they got some really good weapons. So, uh, when you're looking at that over, I think you said it was like a 58, right? 58, 58 and a half. 58 and a half. As of now, I mean, that might move. Right. The problem is like Georgia's defense. Like what's going to happen? That's why that game is so intriguing and, and so good. I'd probably go with the over for the TCU Michigan game instead like of the that. over on the Ohio State Georgia one. But I think ultimately it doesn't matter. Georgia's going to win. They're a way better team. They have a uh, a grown man in Stetson Bennett, 25 years old. <laughs> Full-grown uh, adult. Running the office. <laughs> he can Full rent a car. <laughs> like, he can he can rent a car. That's so funny. You do have to be 25. <laughs> like, that's so great. It's He's so the creepy. only one who can rent his own damn car. Yeah. Like, you got a freshman coming up to him being like, hey, I think you're cute. And he has to be like, nah, I can't do that. No. Too- I am an like, adult. Like, I'm a super adult in this situation. But they have the defense. Um, obviously, you know, they have a team that wants to remain hungry and, and, and win it back to back, uh, something that not, not many teams get an opportunity to do. So I think they're going to be the hungriest of the four. Yeah, I mean, yes, I still love Ohio State here, but the odds to win the national championship, Georgia is favored minus 140, Michigan plus 270, Ohio State plus 360, TCU plus 1600. Is Georgia the team to invest in here at minus 160 to win it all? Undoubtedly. I mean, you're looking at what Georgia has done all season long. First of all, no team in college football right now is a standout, surefire, knockdown champion, except for Georgia. Everyone else kind of could beat up on each other. But if there's one team that is proven week in and week out, that I mean, look what they did to LSU in their last game. They put up a 50-piece, a 50-piece on LSU, and LSU really wanted to win that game, but everybody knew it was going to happen, and that's how you can tell great teams from good teams, right? Where you go out, people expect you to win, and you still do it. You're getting your the other team's best, and when you're looking at some of the games they played against, you know, embarrassing South Carolina, Oregon at the beginning of the season, holding them to three points. I mean, Florida, Tennessee even, a team that was ranked number one at the time when they played, hit them right in the mouth and then of course you know with their last three games against Kentucky and 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 such I mean it's just hard to bet against them it's like betting against Tom Brady Lucy you understand what that's like yeah they are the Tom Brady of college football right now they it's it is that's the number one rule of betting not maybe not this season but in general don't bet against Tom Brady 
And it, it is tough to look at, at Georgia and their body of work this season, which is how the committee chose all of this, their body of work, um, and say that they're not going to win the national championship unless something fluky happens. And going into the season, that's why I liked Ohio State, because I thought maybe they could be a little bit of the surprising team here over Alabama and Georgia, because I saw those three teams as those are the teams to beat. Alabama, gone. Georgia now in it. And like, oh yeah, you look at these odds. Even Michigan favored over Ohio State, of course. The other yeah. question here is did we want to see a Michigan Ohio State rematch in the semifinal? Because yes. there was questioned a little bit of rumblings of did the committee do this on purpose? They want to avoid a rematch. I'm as a from my standpoint, glad that there's no rematch because Michigan would have probably destroyed them once again. But no. I mean, it would have been fun to watch. It would have been real fun to watch. I got to be honest. So, so when Ohio State was playing Michigan a few weeks ago, I was all – I just literally – anyone who would say anything about Michigan in the city of Chicago, I was like, have you guys not been watching every week? Ohio State is going to destroy Michigan. Well, I had to eat crow, obviously, because of the amount of points Michigan was able to put up on the board, and that was the big issue right there, right? Wow. Ohio State couldn't stop any. The defense was a little bit suspect. You've seen some phenomenal play – uh, from, you know, from uh, Cade McNamara or, or Jason Carr, sorry. Um, but you've seen some phenomenal play from the quarterback position and their skill, play, skill players. But that's why I'd want to see it again. I'd want to see that. I want to see, can you do it again? Yeah. Are you that good? Are you that much better than Ohio State? Because I got to be honest, Lucy, if you're looking at these teams, the one team that I feel like can beat Georgia is Ohio State because they can put points on the board. They just got to clean up that, the defensive side of the ball. Exactly. And one little note here that was very funny. I saw Zach brought this to my attention. So Caleb Williams, ahead of USC's Pac-12 championship, lost to Utah 43-42 earlier the season. He painted F Utah, the letters on each finger, as we know there are more letters than that in what he painted on there. Um, and it, it didn't really go super well for him to, to have done that. Um, but would you ever, do you I would say, would you ever do something like that if you were facing another team like this or in a rivalry? Or do you like when players do stuff like that? Yeah, like I to, have to no paint your nails like that. To sh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the NFL, I mean, you know, the, like right now they have the, the cleats challenge thing uh, where they're allowing players to voice their opinions and, 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 and highlight some organizations. I think that's great. I actually painted my nails once. Uh, this might have yeah. been like a year ago. Because Floyd Mayweather refused to take a picture with a young man because his nails were painted. And at the time, you know, I was doing morning radio here in Chicago. And I didn't, and I'm a huge Mayweather fan. I just told you, I love greatness. I love people that could back it up. Floyd Mayweather, one of those people, one of my favorite fighters of all time. And I painted my nails black because I was just like, dude, just because he, you painting your nails means absolutely nothing, right? So when you're looking at right. Caleb Williams and what, he, what he's done in that situation, you know, kudos to him. And unfortunately, you just couldn't back it up, bro. So you're not one of the greats right. like Mayweather and Brady. Like, we're like Mayweather. About. And he had already lost to Utah. So it, it, it is saying a lot when you do that and then you lose it. The look is a little bit iffy. But that's a bizarre move by Mayweather. That's a, He even noticed the guy's nails were painted. That is yeah. interesting. Good for you for the solidarity on that, Gabe. Thank you so much for filling in for Brandon Sprague tonight. It was an absolute pleasure and a blast as always to have you here. And we got through so much together. It always flies by. This show flies by. So much happened this week. So much is going to happen in the upcoming week. And we will talk to you all next week right here on Back to the Futures. Thank you for joining us right here on Odyssey and the BetQL Network. 
Have a wonderful evening.